The Leia Hyopan Show. BitMEX, the OG crypto derivatives platform and the best place to buy your Bitcoin. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Leia Hyopan Show. We are doing an emergency update about FTX and the entire crypto crash that we've seen over the last 24 hours. And I have a very special guest who's going to give us his take on what is happening. But before I start the show, I do want to let you know that this is sponsored by the OG Crypto Derivatives Exchange that now has a spot exchange, BitMEX. So if you are looking for a more reliable place to buy your cryptocurrency from and your Bitcoin, then I'm going to leave all the links for you in the description below. Um, So there you go. That will be bitmex now before i bring my guests on please don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe so you never miss a video all right guys let's kick this off joining me today is crypto youtuber entrepreneur and very successful trader it's carl runefelt or as everyone else knows him it is the moon carl carl welcome to the show how are you today hey i'm doing uh, okay but uh, mm. if the market was better i would be incredible I know. I, we were chatting earlier and I think we agreed that this has to be probably one of the worst events that we've seen in crypto, probably worse than Mt. Gox. What is your take on what has just happened over the last 24 hours? Yeah, so I agree with you here that like what's happened here in the past few days could have easily been an episode of the TV show Billions or any other like dramatic uh, American TV series, you know. It's really, really, um, it's mind-blowing, honestly. Like, I, I've, I I, made some live streams on my channel in the past couple of days, and many times I was sitting there, like, just speechless. Like, I don't even know what to say anymore. Like, um, it's just so huge having the two biggest exchanges clashing like that, and uh, it has ma- major implications for, for us in crypto. Even if, even if you didn't lose money in FTX, you're losing money all across the board. And even if you didn't, you're still like the damage and the reputational damage of crypto in general could have severe consequences for us for the next uh, couple of years. So um, this definitely has the same kind of um, ring to it, like Mount, Mount Gox, Luna, Celsius. Um, I, I would say FTX is way worse than Celsius, of course, and and uh, maybe even bigger than Luna. In terms of money, I think it's by far, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think uh, the whole FTX um, thing is worth like $150 billion or something. Like we're talking about a lot of money that is just potentially just vanishing right in front of our eyes now. So it's crazy. It is so crazy. And I think this has taken everybody, um, it's sort of been a shock because I feel like people trusted FTX, um, you know, they had Tom Brady backing them. They had the Magma Freed, which, you know, we all sort of trust and end up sort of, you know, doing an Alex Mashinsky on us. Yeah, I'm I'm very shocked. I, I've i seen these things happen before, but the, that FTX would do this, uh, that caught me by surprise, surprise, just like anyone else, I think. Um, fortunately I didn't have money in FTX, uh, I think I may have had a little bit, but like, if it was, it was probably nothing. Um, but, but I, I could have easily, easily, I could have very easily had a few million dollars there because I, I have millions of dollars in, in different exchanges. So, yeah. um, FTX would have definitely been an exchange. I could have trusted with, uh, with millions of dollars. Um, 
just like I trust Binance or Bybit or, or these other exchanges. So I, I think it's very scary that FTX went down because who's next? You know, um, that's the that's the question. Like, because not people say that blockchain is very transparent, and it is true, but it's only transparent if uh, if the companies give you access to the the actual wallets and 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 if you have full you know insight into to the balance sheet which is not always the case so um, in this case i think that it wasn't always very transparent maybe and it seems like ftx in the background has been doing things that uh, are simply immoral and uh, very irresponsible and uh, as soon as the market turns um it becomes a the Celsius effect where it just goes to zero. <laughs> so that's um, very, very sad. Yeah, I think we should start asking these exchanges to, uh, you know, publicly show their balance sheet. I mean, I know Binance this morning actually just um, showed their, their proof of reserves and they're holding, you know, billions. So, you know, they sort of feel like they're going to be okay. Maybe that's what we have to do. Um, but you said you didn't hold anything on FTX, but you don't have to tell me how much you have or haven't lost. But have, have you lost anything just in general with everything crashing, Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, you know, Solana, obviously? Like, have, have you lost much? Biblical amounts. I oh, my God. Yeah. it's I've lost more money than hundreds of people make in hundreds of lifetimes. So I try to not think about it, but it is a lot of money. I've lost uh, money that could have bought me um, big businesses, bought me nice watches and cars or or even like skyscrapers and you know um but i try to not um think like that because first of all it's only a loss if you realize the loss um second of all money comes quickly and goes quickly it comes mm -hmm. and goes um i always because throughout my like five years of crypto four or five years I've lost money many, many times. And back in the days when I lost like $10,000, for me, that was like insane. I thought, wow, I'm never going to recover. But in the next couple of years, I had one day I made like 100000 You know, so you lose money, but you can also make money. And um, I tried to um, zoom out when these things happen and realize that um, as long as you have your health, as long as you have your mind, mm -hmm. your mindset, and... Uh, you're still, you know, I mean, I'm young, you're young, like we have decades in front of us to make money. So um, I think that it's it's bad to stare blindly on, on the losses you make today because you, you you can easily make 10x that in the in the future. So, um, but yeah, but it, it should not go, go unsaid. I, I, I lost a lot of money. Yeah, you're right. An abundance mindset. There's so much more money to there's so much more money to make. And I think you're totally right. You know, it's only a loss if you sell. Um, I've lost like hundreds of thousands, but I haven't sold anything. So I'm just, you know, holding tight, waiting for the next, waiting for the next bull run. Cause I think, you know, Bitcoin for sure is going back up. That's inevitable. Um, so what is your biggest holding? Um, can you tell us what's, you know, made you the most money in crypto so far? Hmm. My biggest holding is Bitcoin by far mm -hmm. when it comes to my um, like liquid cash, which I would, of course, say it's it's all crypto. It's no actual cash. But um, then I have my net worth is also locked up in like, you know, equity or, or, you know, just company valuations. But if you talk about only my liquid cash reserves, it's like 80 percent Bitcoin, maybe 10 percent or percent maybe Ethereum and then like five ten percent 
um, other coins um, right now. In the at the top of the bull market, uh, it was very different because I've invested in 400 crypto startups, and um, at the very top of the bull market, there were some uh, pretty crazy uh, returns where I, for example, like every now and then I put like maybe twenty thousand dollars in a project. And mm -hmm. at the very top, at, at the peak of the, the chart, it could be worth $6 million, $7 million. Um, I had a few of those examples where I invested in um, Star Atlas, for example. I put like $15,000 at the top. It was like $4 million. Um, mm -hmm. So I had some crazy months where their valuations skyrocketed. But as we all know, these times are over since a long time now, and um, most of that value is gone. Uh, but I'm happy that I actually did take some profits out of these um, these um, uh, investments, at least so I recovered my initial and made some on top of that. But in the bull market, there's a time to make money. Uh, now is the time to build and save and invest cautiously. Um, I, I don't spray and pray anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's for sure. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, the only thing I'm buying right now is Bitcoin. I, I just, I, I wouldn't touch anything else, especially not Ethereum, um, only Bitcoin. Um, so can you, you talk to us about where the major support is? I know $17,000 was obviously a major support. We broke that, um, although we have we have bounced. But where is the major support? And do you think that we're going lower? Or do you think we actually um, already hit the bottom at, I think it was $15,500? Well, I've always said that, so on my YouTube channel, when I make my technical analysis, I always say these things like if this then that so basically i've told my audience that if bitcoin breaks below this like eighteen thousand dollar support 19 18 000, then that is uh with a very high likelihood going to lead to a drop down to um 13 to 11k and i have no reason to like change that now like we we broke down to 17, 16, even touched uh, the higher 15s there. So it looks like uh, Bitcoin is heading down towards testing the 13 to 11K region. Is that guaranteed? No, but uh, it really se seems like that because the trend is your friend. That's like technical analysis 101. If the trend is going down, it is way likelier that the trend continues down at any point in time rather than randomly reversing. Um, that said, there will be a reversal at some point, but we need to find the signs and clues for it. For example, it could be a double bottom pattern. That's like one of the best reversal patterns or a beautiful falling wedge or, or something that makes us um, go back up. Or like the, the best thing would be maybe like an inverse head and shoulders. I love to see those mm -hmm. break back up. But right now we have nothing like that. So no hope in the, in the next couple of weeks for now. <laughs> Oh man, I definitely think we're going lower as well. I just think that times are so crazy right now. There's all these weird things happening behind the scenes. You know, we didn't know that Sam Bankman-Fried and, you know, FTX's balance sheet, we didn't know they were insolvent. Um, so there's all these yeah. weird things happening and I, I just don't think we're done. I, I do agree. I think 13,000, 14,000 is, is definitely likely. Um, out of interest, have you ever met Sam Bankman-Fried and either way, what do you think of him? Uh, I never met Sam. I did meet CZ many times, but uh, Sam... I don't have a big opinion about him. I just always thought he looks like, like a nerd. Like a uh -huh. I think he played War, World of Warcraft his whole life. Um, but as a professional, I think um, he is uh, definitely, you know, a, a genius, I would say. Um, but 
you know i i don't really have like an opinion about him i i didn't like when he was like talking too much about regulation and stuff so i guess that was not so nice yeah uh, he, he he pushes a lot of DeFi and regulation generally um you know bill clinton was speaking at his event um in the bahamas he actually gave the second biggest donation to uh biden's presidential campaign a lot of people say that he's sort of the, the establishment's puppet. I actually saw last night that FTX are part of the World Economic Forum. What's your take? Do you think he could be some kind of like puppet of the establishment or is this just another day in crypto? Um, yeah, you know what? I I must say I uh, I really don't have, have an, a good idea about Sam McMinfried. I, I think that when it comes to FTX, Binance, these massive exchanges, it seems a little bit naive to think that there is no governments involved somehow because there's so much power in those exchanges. Look at Binance. like It's maybe one of the biggest companies in the world, if not maybe the biggest at, at the top of the bull market in terms of you know uh, valuation, power, and everything. So it's safe to assume that there are big actors and players that are looking at these... Um, companies and they they want to to have their their say and their piece of the pie mm -hmm. and uh, and maybe control them so so i think that there's definitely something there and i mean if sam is in world economic forum if he's there like yeah it sounds <laughs> like there could be some kind of some secret rooms there um i've been there myself but only as like a spectator not as a, an invited uh, um you know reptile or something <laughs> <laughs> how was it when you went um well, I again, I was not invited um, officially, so it was very tough for me to get into like the crazy places. But I was mm -hmm. able to sneak into certain uh, places where I could see the the CEO of like you know Goldman Sachs and these people walking around there. It was a little bit crazy, and this was way back, by the way, when I just had my YouTube channel. I had like I don't know thirty thousand subscribers. I wasn't really like you know a nobody up there, but I was walking around there. Well, these crazy people, you know, uh, all the the craziest billionaires and like celebrities of the world are in davos once a year you know um so that was interesting but uh but to get invited to the secret rooms there i think you really have to be really involved in the in the dark secret rooms oh yeah i don't think i'd go even if i uh got an invitation would you go i think i would yeah it would be oh, hard to would? pass on it. Yeah, I want to see what they say when, when we're not listening, when when we can, you know. But that's the thing. I don't think I would be invited because it's way too uh, secret. They're they're controlling mm. the world from there. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, so in terms of crypto then, what coins are you most bullish on long term? And what do you look at? How, how do you make that decision? I'm most bullish on Bitcoin long term. That's That's always going to be the case for me. It doesn't matter who has the craziest, best idea, or even if I have my own companies, like Bitcoin will out-survive any one of us, all of us, forever. So if you want to take low risk while still being able to make money, just put your money in Bitcoin and keep it there, hold it there um, forever. And um, that, that's, that's the only recommendation I can always do without feeling bad. Uh, without yeah. feeling like someone might might lose. However, it's also very important that people that buy Bitcoin hold it because some people, they buy, and as soon as it goes down 50%, they sell. The key is to buy and hold for at least the next cycle, which means that you always have to hold at least four years based on mm -hmm. these four-year cycles. Then it's like very, very, very hard to lose. 
yeah that's what that's exactly my my play right now um I'm so down so I'm just <laughs> holding until until we're back up um so how long do you think this bear market is going to last um I think um at least two years now we're going to have a pretty tough boring time I think mm -hmm. um that's just based on the previous cycles and um based on the fact that markets go up and down and sometimes we have to suffer for a while to to deserve the next bull market and um yeah so two years i think and um yeah i'm prepared for that you know i i lost a lot of money my my burn rates are are higher now than they were um or they're not higher but percent wise they're higher now uh, percentage wise so uh but this is this is business you know that's how it works and um you just have to um keep building keep investing uh just more cautiously and more responsibly and then competition goes out mm -hmm. which is great because then there's less competitors and then you can actually grow faster uh this is something binance is doing now as, as you can see binance going absolutely crazy and um speaking of binance i i am a little bit actually like scared of how large binance will become in this bear market because they are the only ones who have like disgusting amount of money so they can yeah. just go out there and like buy and and you know acquire and they grow even more so they, they grow more in the bear market than in the bull market actually because of the market share they're taking over now and in the next bull market they will honestly they, they might be like twice the size of amazon soon who knows like it's it's really scary because it, it becomes a monopoly and um i mean i love competition and capitalism so i think everyone should have their own you know so so in a way it's fair that binance is doing it because it's just the market, right? But it's also yeah. scary because having someone controlling the whole market like that, it's the opposite of what decentralization is supposed to be, right? So then we have one company, Binance, controlling all of crypto. Maybe soon they, they have like 90% of the market. And if you think about it, if that becomes reality, then there is one central authority that can be very easily manipulated. Governments can come in and immediately control the whole crypto space because they control Binance. And then that becomes a, a risk for the whole space because uh, regulators and governments can come in and take control very easily because there's one central authority to, to regulate. And I think that's very sad and scary. But um, I don't know. I mean, do you, do you, what do you think? I mean, regulators must come in and, and look at this now and see that they want to do something. Yeah, I actually agree with you. That was actually one of my concerns with um, FTX because FTX obviously bought so much. They were buying BlockFi, they were buying up, you know, um, Web3 and, and all these different things. So that was my concern with them. And then I was concerned that Binance were going to buy FTX and then own everything FTX owns. And then you have these massive um, monopolies. But I don't know. Look, I mean, this is such a bad sort of mindset, but because it's all about being trustless, but I kind of trust CZ, which is also really bad. You shouldn't put your trust in one central um, place. Um, but I, I just, I just don't know. Um, ultimately, all you can do is, you know, it will just yeah, encourage why, people not to leave their keys on it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, I mean, sorry. exactly. So I also like, in a way, I trust Binance. I trust CZ because they're too big to like screw me over, right? They, they yes. wouldn't do that. Uh, but I would have also said the same about the FTX, to be honest. Um, but um, but who knows? Like when CZ and Binance is massive there and then the, the governments come in, like does it matter how much you trust CZ if, if he has no choice? What if Correct, yeah. regulators come in and say like you have to comply with this, otherwise 
we shut you off in Europe or we shut you off in in US or we shut you off, you know, and, and then maybe he just feels like the pressure is too high and then immediately he he complies with uh, regulators and with governments and uh, and the little guy um, gets screwed over. I mean, this is possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but like, sure, CZ is probably a great guy. I, I met him, like I said, in real life. We've been talking, we've been following each other for a couple of years. I, I really like the guy. Like we've been having great discussions and great conversations. So I, I would never say anything bad about him. I'm just saying that like governments are very powerful and if they come knocking on the door, like I'm sure things can change pretty quickly, you know. Um, just really quickly, as you were speaking, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried has just um, done a thread, which I just want to bring up right now. He's okay, he's tweeting yeah. live. Bring it up. He's I think he's just apologized. Hang on. Wow, it's a twenty-page thread. Oh my god, let me scroll up. Here we go. He says, "I'm sorry. That's the biggest thing. I fucked up and should have done better." I also have been communicating more very recently. Transparency, Transparently, my hands were tied during the duration of the possible Binance deal. I wasn't particularly allowed to say much publicly, but of course it's on me and that we ended up here in the first place. There's 20 of these. I'll just read one more before we get into it. So here's an update on where things are. This is about FTX International, the non-US exchange FTX users, blah, blah, blah. FTX International currently has a total market value of assets collateral higher than client deposits. But but that's the difference from liquidity delivery. As you can tell from the state of withdrawals, liquidity varies widely. Okay, we'll have to read this later, but this is crazy. So he's broken the silence, basically. He's broken okay. the silence. I mean, this is nuts. It is mad. And he seems to be taking on all the responsibility, right? That's what he yeah. says. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it's just crazy. I, I feel like this totally could have been avoided. Um, but anyway, I'll, I'll, read, I'll read more of that in a bit. I, I also wanted to get your take, though, um, on Ethereum proof of stake versus proof of work. Ethereum's obviously had the merge. Um, you know, what, what's your take on the merge? Are you still bullish on Ethereum at all? Um, you know, which you prefer, proof of stake or proof of work? <sighs> To, to be perfectly honest with you, like, I, I wouldn't be the guy to, like, uh, talk too much about, like, the technicals of Ethereum. I, I am very bullish on Ethereum because of the market share Ethereum has and the, the amount of, um, you know, track record and, and the, the amount of apps built there, the developers working on it. Um, if, if proof of work or proof of stake is the best, to be perfectly honest with you, like, there are pros and cons with both, and I, I couldn't tell you. Um, you know, I would have to trust the computer nerds to, to kind of advise me mm -hmm. on that. Uh, but, um, but I'm very excited about the, this kind of experiment almost, I guess we could call it, you know, going from proof of stake, uh, work to stake and, uh, see how that, um, impacts the fundamentals, but also the price, because of course, theoretically the price, uh, should go up from here, but people expected an immediate price increase, but, these things doesn't happen like that. It's more about like the next one, two years, I would say. Just like when um, central banks change interest rates, you don't see the effect immediately. It takes mm -hmm. usually one to two years for the actual economic effect to take place, or at least that's how the theory goes. And historically it has been. So um, I think this uh, could potentially lead to just a, a very, very strong Ethereum in the next bull market against uh, Bitcoin and against other uh, competitors potentially, but uh, I'm not expecting Ethereum to necessarily outperform anything else right now. That's that's not what mm -hmm. I see. Okay, so Carl, I hate to do this, but I'm going to put you on a, on the spot a little bit. Where do you think Bitcoin is going to be five years from now, and where do you think Ethereum is going to be five years from now? We won't Bitcoin, hold you to this. 
Okay, Bitcoin will be worth more than a million dollars uh, five years from now. Uh, Ethereum, it's very tough. I really don't know. I would have to just say something random that I don't even have so much. Because, uh, but logically, if Bitcoin goes to a million dollars, I would have to say that Ethereum. It could easily be between ten to twenty thousand dollars, something like this. Um, but but Bitcoin being above a million, I'm actually quite confident in. Um, still, I've been saying it for multiple years now, but uh, but now I, I'm still holding to that. Damn, greener days are truly coming. That would be. Yeah. I think everyone could really could really use that. Um, so, out of, out of interest, how did you actually make most of your money and your success? Was it through trading or simply holding Bitcoin um, in the early days? Um, it's actually a big mix of many different things. Um, but uh, some people think I only made it from holding Bitcoin from low or only from trading, but actually it's a very big mix of many things. In the very beginning, it actually started with my YouTube channel. Um, I started uh, some uh, small trading, some small investing. I started my YouTube channel. I started talking publicly about crypto, um, led to me building a small capital from uh, from different um, affiliate partnerships uh, and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, and this capital is what I used for my trading, for my investments. Um, and... Um, then I made a lot of money from investing in startups. I, I invested in over 400 crypto startups. And that was obviously a, a very, very uh, aggressive uh, thing. But in the bull market, it really works, you know, because everything is pumping. Um, so um, I invested probably in, let's say, 80% of all the things I invested in are probably going to go to zero at some point because it's not possible <laughs> that all of them are surviving. Just like back in the dot-com bubble, if you invested in 100 dot-coms, probably 90% of them are now worthless pieces of just dot-coms that are nothing. But chances are you you got Amazon, Google, Facebook, and these things, you know? So that's basically what I'm doing. So I have a bunch of tokens just waiting for um, a green day in the future, and um, I'm holding some of them for the next five years. Uh, but I, I made some money from that. Uh, I also am a very large liquidity provider in um, centralized and decentralized exchanges. So... I, I provide liquidity and I make a lot of money from essentially having money. That's like mm -hmm. one good thing about having money. You can actually make money from just having money. Um, mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, and I have my, my own companies as well, uh, which make anything from low revenue to, to high revenue. Um, right now it's a bear market, so it's of course way less now. But in the next bull market, I'm expecting some good returns on those as well. So... But yeah, as you can hear, it's like a big mix of many, many different things. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Um, and obviously, I know I know you trade. So, do you day trade? Do you swing trade? And also, what kind of temperament do you need to be a trader? I know some people are there up all night staring at the screens. They don't say more than two words to people a day. Like, what, you know, what kind of temperament do you need? Um, first of all, I was never a day trader. Uh, that was not for me because I have too much ADHD, which means that mm -hmm. I, I cannot sit down and like focus for too too long. You know, I I um I need uh, a more passive way of trading, and then swing trading has been my way of trading, at least um, back, you know, in the beginning of my career up until like a couple of years ago, uh, I was doing uh, a lot of swing trading. It's been way less lately because I have a lot of things on my plate. I am focusing a lot on my companies, my investments. I have actually 
um, at this very moment, probably still uh, 140 employees. So I, I have a lot of things on my mind. So trading is uh, less of um, a business. I still do it, but it's not like my main income anymore. Um, but when I do trade, it's only swing trading. I put the trade mm -hmm. and I let it sit there for at least a couple of days, up to like two weeks, even sometimes, you know. Um, so it's more about waiting for trades. And and sometimes it can be three, two, three weeks where I don't even have a trade open because I don't really see a point, you know. Um, yeah. so, so I... I can't. I don't sit in front of the charts all day like this because it's just like you know poker players. Like if you if you're gonna be a proper like poker player and like um, sit there with like these cash games, like then you need to grind like six hours a day just sitting in cash game like this. You know uh, that's the day trader. Um, the, the tournament players um, can do tournaments every now and then maybe. So I don't know if that's a good. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I think it makes perfect sense. Um, you were actually once a cashier in Sweden, um, and now you move to Dubai, living the high life. So can you tell me about your beginnings and how you actually got into crypto in the first place? Yeah, so I think it's an interesting story because, as you said, only four years ago, I was still working in a grocery store as a cashier, in Sweden, and I actually, um, it I think it was the 18th of November, 2018. So, uh, in eight days, it's my four-year anniversary of uh, quitting my uh, my grocery store job. Um, Congratulations! <laughs> That's exciting. That is crazy, actually, because um, people that know me today, they actually cannot even believe it that it's true, because they know me as this entrepreneur, you know, with my. Bugatti, flying private jets, like they they cannot imagine that only four years ago I was still in in a in a grocery store in Sweden. But the, the crazy thing is that I've learned that anything is possible, and mm. it comes down to the mindset and the law of attraction. And I talk a lot about this on uh, on uh, my my other channel, my Carl yeah. Brunefeld channel which uh, is more like a lifestyle vlog channel because sometimes when I get bored of crypto, I want to go and, you know, talk about like other things. And then I talk about mindset and law of attraction. And, and if to make it very simple, um, everything around us, our reality is actually just energy. Um, everyone who has a little bit of like a basic understanding of quantum physics will know that if you go down to the smallest part of uh, reality, like the atoms and even within the atoms, you will find that there is nothing there. It's just strings of vibrational energy. It's almost like the universe is just like a big orchestra of, of, of vibrating uh, strings of energy. And when you understand this, then you can learn to, in a way, change your reality by changing your internal energy because you are also energy. All of us are energy. Your Thoughts are energy, your words are energy, your body is energy, your 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 whole being. So uh, the law of attraction very simply um, states that like attracts like in mm -hmm. a pretty way. So if you think rich thoughts and happy thoughts and imagine yourself um, in, in certain environments, then that energy will attract that materially. So I know that it sounds like this is too easy to be true, but it is completely 100% true. I'm a living proof of that because how can you otherwise go from cashier to 
this insane like lifestyle just in such a short period of time if there is not a little bit of magic involved, you know. And um, I truly believe in, in the law of attraction. I, I feel like I'm a perfect example. And um, it's quantum physics. Like the, the world we live in is just a hologram, just like this um, key here. It's yeah. It doesn't actually exist in any other form than just code or information. It's just information that our five senses decode into something that we perceive as solid and real, but it's actually not real. It's just... It's just information, just like in a computer game. If you play GTA or The Sims, if you have a car or a um, house within the game, it's not really there, right? It's just ones and zeros. It's just computer code. But with the computer interface and all of the motherboards and whatever electrical circuits, it actually decodes the, the nonsense information or the perceived nonsense information into something that makes sense to our eyes. The, the world works exactly the same. So, um, yeah, th that's the law of attraction. And and uh, I was visualizing... Um, actually, I have a very good example of this. Look, uh, two days ago, I was uh, doing some spring cleaning and I found all of my old iPhones. Um, oh, wow. And this phone is an iPhone 6 that uh, I had when I was working in a grocery store in Sweden. And the most inter interesting thing is the background image which is a point of view of... Um, it's gone off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see, Amazing. right? Amazing. Yeah, so yeah. I was in the grocery store making, what, like $1,500 per, uh, per month, but I wow. changed my background image to this uh, private jet, and I'll show you also another thing in here. I was also crazy enough to uh, download... Um, I don't know if you can see it, but... This app, Jet Smarter, it's like a Uber for private jets. But okay. I was working in a grocery store. That's amazing. You know? <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing, I, I even went so far that I even I registered an account um, and I even asked for quotes how much for me to fly from Sweden to France, you know, and they quoted me like $20,000. And I made like not even that in one year. But I did it because I wanted to imagine myself like as if I was already wealthy enough to do that. And I was literally cashier. And I told my friends I was doing this. They thought I was stupid, crazy. But now, actually, every other week, I'm flying private jets as if that's just like normal for me. So it's, it is it is crazy how it works. Like I, I really think that something simple like this helps yeah. We attract this reality and this is just one example i did many things like my bugatti i visualized it i visualized freedom i visualized traveling i visualized happiness um so many things like everything started with just an idea in my mind i started mm -hmm. visualizing it every day i started telling myself every day things like i i fly private jets or i have this much money or i am happy i am uh, successful i am extraordinary if you tell yourself these things day over day then you will reprogramming reprogram your subconscious into actually believing these things mm. it's just like how propaganda works if you repeat yes. a lie over and over eventually you start believing it um mm. this has been tried by governments uh, for decades and it's still happening today um, but you can also propaganda yourself and it works actually. You, you can start believing that you're rich and that you're happy and then it becomes true because the universe will answer your energy.
Mm, that's so beautiful. That's so fascinating. Um, I also do believe in the law of attraction. There's a lot of different things which I've been able to manifest, but um, I'm interested. So you, so is it just like a daily thing? You'll just like say certain things. Do you write it down? Do you like meditate on it and visualize? Or is it as simple as just sort of like, you know, changing the background on your phone and just sort of acting as if, you know, downloading the app? Mm. Like practically, what it, what is what does it look like? So I, I do not do a lot of meditation. I want to start doing that, but I, I must admit that I, this is something I don't do much, um, but I really do believe in meditation. Um, what I have done though, is that my very, very first steps was I wrote down my goals on like a piece of paper. Um, I also, um, every time before I went to bed, I always just uh, closed my eyes and I literally told myself like, um, I'm rich, I'm happy, I'm extraordinary. I um, have um, I have this, I have that, I make this much money, I have this much money, you know, just whatever came to my mind, like two minutes every night, I said things over and over. And every night I came up with new things, but I just said things that made me feel like, yeah, this is what I want to be. So I just said it, but I always said it as if it's already true. So uh, you, you should never say, I want this new car. You should always say, I have this new car, or, I have this thing, or I, I am this, I am successful. Um, and uh, so this I did for, for like a long time. And then eventually, like one or one and a half years later, I started to, you know, see my life change. Uh, but it's an ongoing process because, of course, as soon as I started making like $10,000 a month, uh, that was already a huge number for me. That was like life changing. That meant I am free. I can travel yeah. to whatever I want, you know. Uh, but I always upped my goals because I thought if I can reach $10,000 a month, from working in a grocery store, then where's the limit? I'm sure there's no limit. I can just go crazy. So I've been going literally crazy. Like when, when people hear my plans and my, 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 you know, ideas, they think I'm, I'm, uh, I'm insane. I need a mental hospital or something, but, but uh, I think that's, that's almost um, needed. You have to be crazy enough to believe that these things are possible to actually be able to, uh, to attract it because, that's how the universe works you know i think people they believe in the wrong things they believe in the propaganda from the government that you're just a slave to society that you have to go to school and then you have to work for someone your whole life with something that you don't even want to work with you know for sure. people think that, that that's how life is supposed to live and if you think so if you believe that then that you will attract more of that reality. And that's very sad. So fortunately, I was able to break free from the notion of what's normal and what's supposed to be. And um, I'm crazy enough to to believe in the un, unthinkable. And it looks like you're the same, you know, because you're also mm -hmm. very successful. You're doing crazy things. And I can see that you're very successful with your own personal brand and your, your social media and everything. So uh, I'm sure you're just as crazy as me. And um, I mean, we are the people that will will be there to be able to inspire people and um that that's what i try to do now on a daily basis inspire people to do the same um i'm trying to go more and more into that rather than just crypto because i think that the mindset and like these kind of things law of attraction it really means so much more than just crypto you know because you mm. can apply it to anything money relationships happiness uh, health whatever it is you you can really change your life so yeah but um but now I went off on a tangent, but no, um, it's good. 
No, it's great. It's great. I think what you've done is amazing. And no, I, I totally agree with you. I actually used to have um, a book that I used to write in and I'd write it um, as if I had already achieved something. Um, and then two years later, I reread the book and I was like, damn, I got that and more, which is which is truly crazy. Um, but no, I think it's so great to inspire people because people often don't realize that there's so much more than just a nine to five. Um, they don't realize that you really don't have to work that hard to live a good life. You just need to work very smart. Um, you know, and, and and know people. So people don't always realize that. Um, yeah. So so how, how's living in Dubai? What's it like? I know the rest of the world seems to be crumbling. It seems to be uh, going really woke and really weird. But Dubai seems to be, uh, you know, the center of where it's all happening. What's it like living in Dubai? Well, uh, when it comes to crypto, it's by far the fastest growing market. I think it's really crazy how much crypto businesses are coming here. We have, you know, Binance, even FTX. Ironically, got a license like five days ago in uh, UAE. Um, so that's uh, that went well. That was a quick five days. Um, but uh, so we have FTX, uh, Bybit. Um, many of the big exchanges are coming here, setting up headquarters here. Um, I have my headquarters here. This is my office. I have, I have many employees, uh, and many of them are in Dubai. And I want to inspire more and more of my employees to actually come to Dubai because I think that Dubai is the future of crypto, um, for sure. And then the safety here is just absolutely I so. Yeah, because I I have had some uh, incidents uh, around the world where where safety has been an issue, especially when you're a public person, when you're known for being wealthy especially in crypto it's like the the worst nightmare you can think of you know famous wealthy in crypto because everyone knows that mm. crypto like it's you know it's not money in a bank like you know people they think they can just like go up to me and say yeah send me some bitcoin you know um uh -huh. so, so protection is very very key for me so i have bodyguards everywhere i go in the world um if i travel with uh, i never travel with anything expensive i leave everything in dubai um but I don't like this, you know, I don't want to have to change my life uh, too yeah. much. And this is the downside of being uh, well known, by the way. So, um, it, yeah, it's just like something I had to deal with. I actually never visualized fame, by the way. This is something that came just as a, as a business. Um, I actually never really wanted to be famous, to be honest. Um, not true. Seven, eight years ago, I... I actually wanted to be a famous musician. I remember this. Um, nice. But with crypto, it was always more just, I just love Bitcoin. I love crypto. And the, the YouTube channel and stuff was more just like an idea of like, let's, let's, let's see if I can make money and make a business out of this. But being famous was actually never a, um, an, um, a goal. I never had this as a goal. But now I am famous and I have to just deal with that. There's upsides and yeah. downsides. It's good for networking, but it's, uh, it's also like, I mean, you're also famous, right? So I guess you're also seeing the upsides and downsides with it. There's um, pros and cons with everything, but um, for business, it's good for sure. Yeah, I think I actually tweeted and you replied to it the other day about um, when you're when you're um, when you're famous, people don't see you as human anymore, and so they don't treat you as human. Like yeah. they like they can't associate, they can't like relate to you anymore, so they don't treat you yeah. as human. Like I was in a bar um, the other night. And some guys, they knew me and well, they knew me from online. They didn't actually know me. Mm. So they came up to me to speak with me, which was fine. But they started like touching my back, my shoulder. And I'm like, mm. hang on, we don't know. We don't know each other. Like, stop touching me, stop touching me, you know? So yeah, it is, it is weird. And I do keep hearing that Dubai is really, really safe. Like 
the law and order there yeah. is, is good. So yeah, it's amazing. And some people they say that oh, it's because they chop off your hands if you do something bad. Yeah, that's why I keep hearing. But I'm not sure if that's true because first of all, I never heard anyone getting their hands chopped off. Um, okay. I don't think that's actually happening. Um, and second of all, I think it's just a, a great mix of cultures here for some reason. Yeah. Like I don't know how it works but for some reason the culture here is just you know you don't screw people over you don't steal things and um yeah i mean it's also not really true because there's a lot of scammers here unfortunately like in crypto there's a lot of scammers here unfortunately and this is something that is the um, the price you have to pay for allowing all crypto to come in here in crypto mm -hmm. there's a lot of scammers we all know this right um but in terms of like actual like violence and and uh, and theft, you don't see that at all. Amazing, That's amazing. So I can walk around with my my watch. I can walk around with like alone. Women can walk around alone in the middle of the night anywhere here. It's all fine. It's wow. completely safe, and that's unheard of in in Europe, for example. In Europe, you can't. Uh, it's very dangerous, actually, in Europe. And I've seen that firsthand. And um, I have many examples of friends getting like guns to their heads you know and it's really yeah. crazy yeah, yeah so. i'm not walking around by myself alone anywhere maybe dubai that's i'm in miami right now okay i heard miami is also pretty dangerous yeah it is i mean where i am i feel perfectly safe but yeah i wouldn't walk alone at night um you know it's it's not like london but Mm. yeah it's, it's miami it's it's america america is not safe at all um yeah yeah, yeah everything mo most countries are going to shit right now i think it's just uh the global trend and um we just have to deal with that and um yeah adjust dubai and adapt. might be yeah dubai might be my next stop i'm not sure i have to see um yeah. but what do you do you have any final words for words of wisdom on these bloodbath days um you know how, how can we lift people's spirits and also how can people um, follow you and stay up to date with um your journey and everything that you're doing uh yeah first of all i think that look at the long term like i said money goes money comes money goes you lose some you win some um yeah. i lost a lot of money back in the days but i made everything back later so don't be uh don't be uh i mean if people knew how much money i've lost in different things like either to scams or to um, an exchange breaking down or like some DeFi protocol breaking. These things have happened to me. I've lost so much money that in the moment I felt like I just wanted to cry and just like feel like everything is over and like how am I ever going to come back from this? Um, but every single time I came back from it and I realized that money is just money. Um, mm. Literally it's just money. Like it it, it doesn't really, it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't control you. It should only um, enable you uh, in, in in times when you have an abundance of it. And if you have an abundance mindset, then money will always have an, a way of coming to you. So don't lose your mindset. If you lose your mindset, that's when you truly break down. That's when you lost it all. So um, yeah. keep your mindset. That's that's uh, No one can ever take that away from you, even if they take all your money, your house, they take everything. Your mindset is, is key. Um so, so that's number one. Um, my socials, like I, I have my YouTube channel, The Moon, where I do crypto analysis. I have my vlog channel, Carl Runefeld, which is this name right there, <laughs> where I try to inspire people to live their best possible life possible, become their most extraordinary version of themselves. Um, I do that by uh, by bragging about all the expensive stuff I'm buying. Um, 
and um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really trying to do it to to inspire people. Um, and on Twitter, the Moon Carl, um, you know, I, I make crypto tweets about stuff. <laughs> uh, sometimes some shit posting, sometimes <laughs> I provide value. But um, yeah, that's what I do. But I want to give you a shout out. You've done a great job. I can see that you're uh, growing very fast. I think you're doing YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, and I can see your videos popping up all the time nowadays. You're really um, doing a good job. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I feel like in this world, which is just crumbling, uh, taking matters into your own hand is sort of like the only thing we can do. Um, but I want to thank you so much for coming on. It's been such a pleasure um, hearing about your story, hearing your take on what's going on right now. Um, and everyone, please go and follow um, Carl, especially on Instagram as well, because I love I love that, that um, you know, law of attraction mindset. I love everything you're doing there. I think that's really inspiring. Um, Are you focusing so on, you so like, you're focusing on like Instagram or, or crypto because you're doing like, you're doing crypto content. That's how I knew you from before. Like I've, yeah. I've seen your stuff for like two years, I think. Um, but now you're focusing also a bit on your like personal brand, right? Like I can see, I love your Andrew Tate videos. Very funny with the, <laughs> asking people on the street. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was just, oh my God, that's honestly the most uncomfortable experience because just by the way, yeah. every time I go up to someone and, and ask them what they think about Andrew yeah. Tate, they think because I'm like a sweet female, I'm yeah. going to like agree with them. And then, yeah. and then like you can see it in their eyes that they're just like, it just changes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like, yeah, focusing on just general um, kind of like freedom and empowerment and um, sort of leaving the matrix, whether it's like financially, spiritually, personally, um, you know, relationship wise, just everyone just needs to do better and kind of reject tradition, reject like everything the system is teaching you. Um, that's kind of what the route I'm going down, if that makes sense. That's amazing. Yeah, but you should come to Dubai. I think this is the place to be. I mean, if you if you want to grow even more, like you're going to become even more, like you should be somewhere where it's more safe, I think. And there's so much crypto stuff happening here. I mean, I'm here, all of the other like crypto, men of the crypto, uh, I know Andrew Tate has moved here as well. Um, many people are here. I think this is going to be the center of the, the world in the future. When, when everything else falls, I think Middle East is going to, you know, rise. rise. That's just what I think. That's just what I think. I, so. I totally agree. I, I might do. I might come over Christmas. I'll have to see, um, you know, play it by ear, see, see what I'll do. But I want to thank you so much for coming on. It's been such a pleasure. Um, everyone, please, if you're not already, follow Carl and don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe. And we will see you all next week. Bye bye. The Leia Heil Pan Show. The Leia Heil Pan Show.